702. The Political Desk. Listen to this. Listen to this story, right? We know millions of South Africans don't receive clean drinking water. For many households, sanitation is undignified and unhygienic. The department that was meant to provide both is bankrupt. Yet it's the same department that paid more than 400 million rand to global software giant SAP for services which so far have never been rendered. The person behind uh, this story who's been tracking it for a number of years now uh, is a good friend to the program, Susan Comrie, investigative journalist at Amapungane Center of Investigative Journalism. Susan, welcome back to our program. What a story this is, hey? Hi, Bongani. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting one. You know, it's one that has been kind of um, in the public domain to a degree yeah. for a number of years. Because yeah. you'll recall that uh, President Ramaphosa had asked SIU to go ahead and investigate this contract. Uh, that was sort of after there were allegations made. It was actually a, a series of tweets that Julius Malema had uh, had tweeted um, with kind of whistleblower allegations, including some allegations about this contract. Um, and and that was that was in about 2018. So now we are finally getting a sort of an idea of what went wrong with that contract, and just sort of how bad things are. It's a complex web of trickery, collusion, and corrupt practices. Uh, I mean, it certainly is starting to look like that. And in this first case that the FIU is launching, it's being launched with the special tribunal, which has been set up to fast track uh, attempts to reclaim money in state capture cases. And so what they're actually asking for in the first case is they're saying, okay, this is not a criminal case. We want you to just return the money, return the money that the department has already paid in license fees. Give that back to the department, and then we're going to talk about uh, issues of corruption. So they're saying the corruption allegation, I'm sorry, the corruption investigations are still ongoing. But it's quite interesting because when one looks at what they've put into the public domain in the form of these, you know, 1,200 pages of court papers, they've put a lot of very damning information in there, which certainly points towards this being corruption. Um, you know, you have this, this practice that SAP has uh, for years carried out all over the world where they pay these kind of small companies, they call them business development partners. Um, it's something that came up during the, the Gupta Leaks investigation. You'll recall that this, the same practice was sort of in the spotlight for SAP paying Gupta-related companies. Yeah. But the, the question is always, what do these companies actually do? And the, the percentages, the amounts that they get for sort of helping SAP to, you know, they call it, if you're the effective cause of the department signing a deal, you'll get a, a percentage of the contract. And what goes yeah. into effective cause is a really big question mark. The amounts that we're talking about, in this situation, we're talking about one company that got 86 million rand. And the SIU says, we have no idea what they did for that, that work that they supposedly did. Well, I mean, in this case, it's it's just startling to me because, firstly, from the department's point of view, there was no needs analysis done. There was no budget for this contract, and yet uh, monies were paid to these obscure companies to facilitate this lucrative deal for a global giant, right, a global software giant that already had a contract with the department. So it wasn't even an introduction. That argument certainly could not be made. Absolutely. Um, you know, why does uh, the department, which which supposedly is this 
strategic partner with SAP that has used SAP since 2001. You know, they have existing relationships with SAP. They're using their software. Why do they need an outside company to come in? And on the one deal, this company was given 14.9% of the deal. Um, on, on the second contract, the amount effectively went up to almost 30% of the deal. So that's 30% of the money that the department is paying that's going straight out the back door to a company that we have no idea what they did in order to earn that fee. Um, and, you know, the interesting thing for me is that SAP was caught before paying these Gupta-linked and Gupta-controlled companies uh, in exactly the same practice. Here we have another contract with another government department. It's actually, as far as we're aware, the biggest contract that SAP ever signed in South Africa. And you have business development partners who don't seem to be linked to the Guptas. And for me, it really raises this question. Is this, you know, can SAP look back at the Gupta leaks and say, well, it was a Gupta problem, or is this an SAP problem now? Well, here's another part of it, Susan, uh, that will catch, uh, at least raise the eyebrows of uh, our listeners, right? This was all on the eve of the 2016 elections, right? These kickbacks are paid to these obscure companies to secure this deal, right? But it just so happens that the minister in charge of this department was also the same person running the the governing party's election campaign. Is that a coincidence, do you think? It's a difficult question to answer. Um, you know, Minister, then Minister Nambula Mokunyani claims that she knows nothing about these payments, uh, you know, that she wasn't, it didn't in any way influence the department's decision to sign the contract. I think, though, if one looks at, if one really delves into the court papers, one sees a kind of inexplicable sense of urgency. The department was rushing to sign this contract. And at the same time, department officials are being told, look, slow down, you haven't done a needs analysis. We don't even know how much software we need. We don't know who needs it. We don't know how much all this extra hardware and implementation is going to cost. Go and do that homework first. And the department officials who are pushing this go ahead anyway and say, we don't have time for that. We need to go ahead and sign this. And the question is, why was there this urgency? Did it have something to do with the local government elections that were happening right then? Did it have something to do with the fact that these business development partners had managed in a very, very unusual um, move, had managed to persuade SAP to make advanced payments to them. So normally, yeah. you know, business development partners are paid once SAP gets paid. In this situation, within days of the contract being signed, they're starting to get money out of out of SAP. Um, and, you know, those payments, one, one of the payments happens the day before the elections, one happens on the day of the elections. Is that a coincidence? I don't know. I think it's an extraordinary we'll story. Once, once the SAP, you know, once the SIU kind of puts their criminal investigation out there, but there's certainly a lot of red flags when you when you look at what happened. Uh, there's clearly something else going on. Yeah, I mean, the chief enabler of this seems to have been the then uh, deputy uh, uh, director. Uh, Deputy Director General in the department, uh, Zandile Mate, uh, I thought it was extraordinary that at one point he told the public protector when questioned um, about the value of this uh, deal for uh, uh, the department uh, that she was too old to prepare her own submissions. Uh, this is a person who's been fired and reinstated. Um, look, ultimately, the SIU is now after the money. Are you confident they'll get it? Uh, it's an interesting question. I'm surprised that SAP um, didn't 
didn't kind of capitulate and pay back the money straight away. You know, there's so many problems with this contract in the way that it was signed. Um, so it's, a, it's an interesting, it's an interesting sort of question that they've had to go to court at all. Um, I mean, I think if if I was SAP, I would be far more worried about the criminal investigation and what that might reveal. Um, You know, the the interesting thing as well is that SAP, this is not the only investigation it's facing. They, after after what came out about paying what looked like kickbacks to Gupta-linked companies, they self-reported in the U.S. um, because they're, they're subject to the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act in the U.S., so they are they are sort of facing investigations on both fronts. Yeah, I wonder um, if I wonder if they'll get nabbed on this one as well in the US. I'm afraid that's where we're going to have to leave it. Susan Comrie, uh, fascinating to talk to you as always. You can read about the story uh, from Amapungane, the Center for Investigative Journalists, uh, Journalism, um, and of course uh, Susan Comrie, one of their top investigators.